PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. It's time for another edition of the podcast. It's Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick and myself and talking about considerations to ponder if you find yourself between jobs. Guys, I want to frame this from the standpoint of 50 plus, okay? So maybe in that pre-retirement stage, obviously we've seen the great resignation the last two years. People leaving jobs, fired, laid off, downsized, had enough, don't want to go back to work dealing with COVID, the fear of COVID, whatever it might be. uh, Just that mindset of changing jobs later in life, some challenges to be aware of. You guys got a lot of clients of various different ages, but again, I want to look at this from an older standpoint. If you've got references from a younger standpoint as well, but I'd like to look at this from a retirement type of standpoint. So let's jump in and get started because I know we're up against the clock today. But first, how you doing, John? Uh, doing all right. I'm on uh, I'm on day 12 of uh, COVID and um, looking forward to this slight congestion to go away. Fantastic. Well, that, yeah. I'm good. Well, I'm day 12, that's no fun. So all the best to get better soon. Nick, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Uh, better than John. <laughs> <laughs> Fair? Fair point? Uh, just, yeah, I just got back from... Uh, some traveling uh, up north to my hometown in Rochester, and uh, I, I go each summer, and it's always kind of a good, you know, reset for me. Yeah. So uh, times with friends and family, ah. and a l- little bit cooler weather. Yeah, so, so you got away from the heat, didn't you? Right. Yeah, honestly, it was still uh, pretty darn hot up there a lot of the time, but yeah. but cooler than here. Well, let's dive in and take a look at some of these things. So again, whatever reason you've left, fired, laid off, walked away, your own choosing, whatever. Um, if you're 50 plus guys, maybe it's not the worst thing. I want to try to look at a couple different angles. Uh, maybe it's time for a new career. Maybe I, I've talked to so many people who are like, this job is super stressful. It's just wearing me down. And you add all these other elements in the modern world of what we got going on. And some people just want to kind of scale back. You know, if they're financially in shape, it's not the worst idea to maybe look for something that, you know, brings you some uh, better joy and less stress. What do you think, John? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, it, it, it comes down to kind of what you just said there and kind of looking back at what we talked about a couple of weeks ago on saving for retirement. So if you have enough saved up, you are in the driver's seat to go ahead and make this kind of decision of saying, hey, you know, I don't I don't enjoy this anymore. Yeah, I, my passion is X and I really want to do it. So, um, you know, if you the more you have in the bank, um, or saved up, the more options you have to go ahead and really consider what you want to do. Because it, it could take you know six months to a year to really get into that field. Right. Um, are, are we tapping so. into emergency fund money in that in that kind of uh, vein? 
You might have to. Yeah. Uh, again, everyone's situation is different, but um, you know, you may have to do that depending on kind yeah. of where you're at. And where do you guys usually go with emergency funds? Six months worth of expenses in case of a job loss, or you know, three, six, nine. What do you guys kind of tend to recommend? We're usually, if there's two incomes, we're usually around six months. You know, if there's only one income, that might kind of extend a little bit longer than gotcha. that. And okay. again, everyone's situation is different. Uh, I can't, I don't want to speak for Nick, but, um, you know, I have certain people that are more conservative and, and they're a minimum, you know, they want one years and some two of emergency funds. And I have other ones that are, you know, they're fine with six. So every, yeah. everyone is, is definitely different. And, and you, you know, but for me, I would say you want to be at least at six months because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nick, I'm actually, it works well for you for my question. The next question, which is, you know, maybe that new career is actually a job for yourself, right? Maybe, maybe if you're 50 plus and you've kind of had enough and you're thinking about changing positions, maybe it's because you really wanted to go into business for yourself. There's some skill set that you have or whatever that you've always wanted to explore. Yeah. So, you know, one of the ways that, you know, we can look at this because, you know, obviously we end up being a kind of a, you know, a, a testing ground for people to explore some of these things. So the first thing that we try to do is put it into the plan and, you know, with the software that we use, we can kind of model different things and and be able to say to somebody, hey, you know, if this is something that you're looking for, do you have an idea of what it would look like from an income standpoint or how long it's going to take you or even work backwards and say, hey, look at, you know, let's figure out how long you could try this new endeavor without having any income so that you can kind of enter into it with some sort of, you know, game plan to yeah. look to see, you know, what's feasible or what's reasonable and kind of look at it that way. But it's absolutely, you know, depending upon the field, it's easier for some than others. Um, you know, some fields, it, it may not be kind of conducive, you know, and there's also something to be said for, you know, trying to build up, a you know your own business while working elsewhere you know in reality if you're going to run your own business you're going to be working 60 70 80 hours a week anyways in the first few years so kind of getting it up and started while you have something else going can can kind of give you the light at the end of the tunnel and give yourself an exit strategy without putting yourself through so much financial stress. That's not a bad idea either. So, all right. So those are the emotional or the the job type setup scenarios. So let's talk a little bit. We talked about emergency fund or having some money to kind of, you know, stop gap us, but let's look at some specific pieces to that uh, guys. So John health insurance. Okay. If you're walking away or been asked to walk away, you may or may not have some healthcare options or even starting a business, right? Especially if, again, if I'm talking 50 plus, you might be still looking at 10 years, let's say, before Medicare. So what do you do? Well, you know, you have a few options and and kind of the, the first one people look at is, is COBRA. So, so you, you are allowed to stay on your workplace plan for, Nick, it was 18 months, Nick? Is that I right? So. Yeah, 18 months. So... You know, you could stay on there, but we find, you know, not, not every situation is different again, but that typically can be very expensive. I was going to say, you got to have um, the funds for that, though. Yep. Um, then there's the marketplace, uh, just making sure, seeing what else is out there on an individual marketplace. And with the loss of a job, that's that's considered a qualifying event. So you should you should be able to jump right into another plan. And then also, if your spouse is still working, there's an opportunity to jump on him or her's plan. So um, you know, big thing when you're doing this is you really want to look at um, the plan you're going on and what benefits you need. The last thing you want to do if you have some health issues 
is jump onto a worse plan that's going to be, you know, not beneficial for you and your family. Yeah, definitely. And but it's something you got to think about. Don't just walk away uh, or again, you know, whatever the reason is, but make sure that you've got some sort of plan in place for the health insurance because at 50 plus again, this could be and at any age really, but certainly yeah. at 50 plus uh, problems tend to come at us more fast and furious as, as John and I know we were talking about uh, some things a little bit here. So they start to show up on you a little quicker. So you want to make sure you got a plan in place for that. Nick, is it a good time to talk about that 401k and roll it over? Obviously, if you're walking away or been asked to leave, you don't want to just leave it behind, correct? Yeah. Um, I, I would say that oftentimes that is the case. The qualifier and disclaimer, just to kind of give an example, is um, understanding what the next steps are. So like for an example, tying in with some of the questions that we had previously, if somebody's going to be considering going into business for themselves, then maybe they're going to need some sort of startup capital. Uh, one of the things that we've done with clients before is they've, uh, in, and not all plans allow this, but they've been in a plan that allowed for uh, loans on, on the 401k, even though they're not employed there. And they were able to access the money to help with their startup costs and pay it back over time okay. versus if that money was in an IRA. And, you know, especially if they're under 59 and a half and they needed some capital, you know, incurring some taxes and penalties, things like that. So, you know, depending upon what the next steps are in the overall strategy, if it's a typical situation where, you know, you're shifting to a new employer and there's new benefits and and you have you know other money you're looking to consolidate and and want you know an advisor to help you with your funds then the rollover could absolutely be a good time to to do that so if that's the case too maybe it's worth having a conversation about Roth conversions right so that could be on the the radar as well because then you're taking advantage of maybe some of the tax opportunities now versus later but more than anything else you, I think just leaving it behind is typically not a good idea because you've got more control if you move it over uh, as well as to tend to you can probably find some cheaper options as well because they can be a little expensive so something to ponder yep. uh, alright John last one I'll toss to you buddy I, any severance conversation that may come up now again if you've been shown the door you might get a severance package or even if you've just volunteered to leave or whatever you might get some sort of severance package, treating it a little bit like a pension conversation. Sometimes they offer a lump sum. Sometimes they offer monthly installments. Maybe that's some of the money you use to get to carry you over. But you know, is it worth having a conversation about where you put that money and what do you use it for? Yeah, um, I think it is. And every, again, everyone's situation is different, and it's important to understand where you're at currently. Do you have that six months of emergency savings or a year? And really, that will dictate quite a bit how you take it. Or just kind of going back to some of our uh, questions here, you know, are you trying to start your own business? Uh, like Nick mentioned, you know, it's going to take you some money, some capital to get that started. And, you know, if you are, maybe you do take the lump sum option. Or if it's a monthly installment and you're going to get extra money, you don't need it. And you kind of do the math and it's like, hey, if I do the monthly, I'll get an extra, you know, whatever it is, 20, 30,000 over a period of time. Right. Maybe you go with that option if you don't need it. So I hate to sound like a broken record. But um, it all comes back to your plan and, and what fits your situation. But definitely uh, with severance packages, you know, you just don't ignore them and just take the first option they give you. You want to evaluate it and figure out what's best. And just to kind of jump in here, I yeah, think yeah. this is a good um, time to kind of remind people. And one of the things that we try to tell people is that, you know, use us to for clients that are working together with us. We have the core of their plan, you know, built already, mm -hmm. and we're able to help model 
these sorts of questions and and help them through these decisions to give them kind of at least the data they need from the perspective of finances. And then what that a lot of times does is because because sometimes the concern of finances can be self-limiting. So a lot of times when we're able to kind of paint the picture from a financial standpoint, it lets them then prioritize, you know, the rest of uh, the the factors that they need to take into consideration and figure out, you know, how to kind of attack this. But, um, you know, this these are the sorts of questions that we're here to help on. Yeah, I was guess what I was going to say, you know, if you're 50 plus and whether you expect to be, you know, shown the door or not, or you're choosing to leave, whatever the case might be, it's one of those situations where you have got to have a plan in place. And if you're over 50, hopefully you do. Hopefully you are thinking about, you know, the retirement journey, the future, whatever that might be, and you have a plan in place. And if you don't, then reach out to the guys at PFG Private Wealth. Again, the podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined. If you're catching this through a a newsletter or something like that, where you've come across it and you haven't subscribed to it yet, consider doing so. You can find us on all the major platforming apps like Apple, Google, Spotify, all that stuff. And you can also find it all centrally located back at the main website, pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. Dot com. Uh, anything else, guys, that I, that I might have missed before we go? If you're thinking about job transition, I think just having a good strategy ahead of time is probably the best uh, the best recipe. John, what do you think? I agree with that. It definitely um, put yourself in a situation to adapt to whatever comes up because, as we know, <laughs> things are always going to come up. Always going to come up. Well, thanks for your time, my friend. I appreciate it. I know we got to let you get out of here. You've got to go sit with some clients. Uh, Nick, thanks for your time as always, my friend. I'll catch you next time on the show. This has been Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. 